0: Anything but in everything but prayer and petition with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Psalms, Psalm 139, beginning at verse 1. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there's not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You've hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Oh, where can I flee from your presence? when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. O that you would slay the wicked, O God! Depart from me, therefore, you bloodthirsty men, for they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate them, O Lord, who hate you? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Verses 1 through 24, all of Psalm 139. Father, we thank you once again, Father, the wonderful gift of life, the wonderful gift of eternal life. Thank you for the privilege we, as your church, have of being able to Hear your word and obey your word. Thank you for the privilege of knowing Christ as our Lord and Savior and being able to proclaim the gospel in a world that desperately needs to hear it. Father, thank you for the privilege we also have as the church of standing boldly for life and against the tragedy of abortion. Thank you for, by your grace, one day legalized abortion will come to an end, and we're believing, Lord, that to be very, very soon. But stir us and prepare us and equip us as your church to be the warriors on the battlefield of life that you'd have us to be, to being a, be about the work of building your kingdom and destroying the kingdom of darkness. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we're so thankful that we have your listening ear today. And Father, we rejoice that We've been uh, delivered from that uh, domain, that kingdom of darkness, and delivered into the kingdom of your dear Son. What a joy, Father. What a a peace that causes for us. And, Father, we want to live out lives that bring you much honor and glory today. We pray for our listening family. We pray for those with uh, financial needs. God, that you would be with them, that you would open up your hand of kindness and provide for them. Be with those dealing with relationship issues. Those, Father, we think of the the ones in prison who listen to us. God, help them through this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. You know, a very familiar uh, passage in the Word of God is found in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6. And it talks to us about the reality of the spiritual warfare and the need for us to put on the full armor of God. Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10, tells us, and supplication for all the saints, and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Verses 10 to 20, Ephesians chapter 6. And again, this passage uniquely helps, helps us to be mindful of the need for us to put on the full armor of God in view of the fact that, like it or not, every day, the church, we face spiritual warfare. Every human being faces, faces spiritual warfare. And we as the church are to be well-equipped warriors to deal with the daily battlefield that we encounter. Today, we're honored and blessed to have as our phone guest today, Pastor Jim Harden. He's the uh, director and CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services. And it's one of the n- several ministries in across our nation that have been firebombed, that have been vandalized, because of the tragedy of the fact that many people, it seems, have an insane perspective. Well, more accurately, a wicked perspective on the need to, in their minds, keep abortion in place. But sadly, we know that abortion is murder, and always has been, but it's important for us to have a right perspective. But we're honored to have with us Pastor Jim Harden today. Pastor Harden, how are you?
1: Oh, I'm much better now that I'm with you. Thank you very much for having
0: me. Oh, great to have you, and... uh, Honored to have you. If you would take a moment now to just further introduce yourself and tell our listeners about Compass Care, where you're located as and then if if you would just get right into sharing about just what you all have encountered in the way of violence sure. as a ministry on the front lines.
1: I'd be happy to. So Compass Care's mission is that we're a Christ centered agency dedicated to empowering men and women to erase the need for abortion by transforming their fear. The confidence because it's the fear of the unknown future that drives a woman to get an abortion. She says, I'm stuck. I'm trapped. I've got no other choice. I need to have an abortion. And so our our goal is to give her the ethical medical care and comprehensive support that she uh, so desperately needs uh, to, to give her uh, the ability, empower her with the ability to say no to abortion. She doesn't feel like she can say no to abortion because she doesn't feel like she can uh, have the baby. And so we give her all that she needs and for free. Um, it takes a lot of, of energy and resources to to give a woman everything that she needs uh, to see her way clear to having her baby. And and that's the work of the church. Uh, that's the work of the community. That's the love of Christ. That is the hands and feet of Christ. And so uh, we have 650 pregnancy centers across the country that use our materials and strategies. And uh, our, our one of our own pregnancy uh, medical centers in Buffalo was firebombed on June 7th. We received the brunt uh, the most brutal attack of uh, this abortion, pro-abortion terrorist group Jane's Revenge, on June seventh, early in the morning, they broke glass and they lit fires, and uh, the facility is it was sustained catastrophic damage, is unusable, and it's going to take uh, um, many months and, and hundreds of thousands of dollars to repair. Mm. And uh, on so- the on the side of the building was scrawled the signature of this of uh, pro-abortion kind of terrorist group Jane's Revenge, and they said Jane was here the FBI is involved they're investigating with local police uh this has happened all across the country as you know this crime wave is 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 uh and and, and Jane's Revenge this group has vowed to do more of it and more severe so these are these are some, some concerns however we believe uh that this is a ministry that God has called us to mm-hmm. God has called us to to serve the weak and the vulnerable because that's what Jesus did for us we were the weak and the vulnerable we were if 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 it wasn't for somebody coming alongside us and, and standing in the gap, uh, we would die of exposure to our sins. And Jesus did that for us. Mm-hmm. And he gave us our lives back. He says, now, like the good Samaritan, go and do likewise. Take your newfound power, your newfound freedom in Christ, and go and do likewise for the weak and vulnerable around you. Mm-hmm. And There's no one more weak than, and vulnerable than a woman who thinks that abortion is her only option. There's no one more mm-hmm. weak and vulnerable than, than a child in the womb whose mother uh, thinks that she can't have him. And so it's our job as the church. That's why most people are—most pro-lifers are Christians, because mm-hmm. we understand, implicitly understand the value of all human life. Mm-hmm. You know, we're made in the image of God. As you just described in Psalm 139, we are made in the image of God and mm-hmm. equally valuable without partiality from the womb to the tomb, and the government's job is to protect everybody, not just the people that agree with them. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and so did I understand you said that Compass Care as a ministry— did did you say you minister to or work with six hundred and fifty clinics?
1: That's right. Not only do we do we um, minister to women, um, help them have their babies, but we help other pregnancy centers all across the country uh, mm-hmm. do their work and become more effective at, at at doing the same thing. That is great. So that, that is great. So,
0: yep. well, and so um, the specific uh, clinic that was firebombed, you said, is located in Buffalo. Correct. Yeah, it, Buffalo, New York. Did they burn it to the ground?
1: And thankfully, no. No one was hurt, and it did not burn to the ground. So we're in the process of gutting it. Um, we had probably twenty five percent fire damage, one hundred percent smoke damage, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to start the rebuild process um, any day now. We're we're hoping to get back up and running in fifty two days. Mm-hmm. We're going to repair the breach, <laughs> like Nehemiah, like the like 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 the people of God um, re- repairing the wall of Jerusalem in mm-hmm. fifty two days. It'll take a miracle. Uh, but okay. we believe we're going to be able to be, we're going to be able to build back, um, what, 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 what Satan attempted to destroy mm-hmm. and, and quickly so we can get our, our services back up and running in that location. But we mm-hmm. continue to serve women. We didn't stop. They meant to stop us. They meant to put us into fear, but we only fear God mm-hmm. and we're not going to stop doing what he tells us to do until he tells us to stop. So mm-hmm. we've got an uh, operation going in an alternate location undisclosed for security purposes. And, uh, we're just going to keep moving forward.
0: Amen. Amen. I'm going to take a moment now specifically to pray for you and your staff and the ministry that the church will really come alongside you and undergird you and as you move forward and so that in the end you'll be bigger, stronger, and better than, than even before this all happened. Father, thank you for uh, Pastor Harden. Thank you for his staff there at Compass Care Pregnancy Services. Thank you for the work you've called them to. Thank you for the great work they've been doing over the many years they've been in operation. Father, flood them with grace, peace, light, and favor during this time. Guide them in building back. Bless them, Lord, to to rebuild and bless them to be stronger and more, just more fruitful and effective than ever before when it's all said and done. In Jesus' name, bless the ministry indeed. Expand its territory. Cause your hand to be Mm -hmm. mightily upon it. Keep it from evil that it may not cause pain. In Jesus' name, Father, raise up many churches that will, churches, some of which have been working with them already, but raise up many more churches that had no connection to Compass Care that will decide we're going to become a part of their family. We're going to pray for them. We're going to give financially. We're going to volunteer. We're going to do what we can to help them get back up on their feet so that they'll be stronger than ever. Lord, we're believing you, Lord, to do a miraculous work. Bless them to get it done even ahead of schedule and just show them your glory through this whole matter. Lord, in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Ha- Pastor, Arden, if someone wants to get in touch with the ministry to uh, as prayer partners, as financial partners, how could they get in touch with you?
1: Well, the best way is to go to erasingtheneed.com. com. That's part of our mission statement, need dot com. And we update every, we update that website every day. Uh, if people want to get updated on the current situation, it's a very fluid situation right now. Mm-hmm. As well as the ability to connect with with uh, Compass Care to pray daily. Okay. I'm going to
0: jump in right here, and we'll pick up right there on the other side. Our phone guest today is Pastor Jim Harden. He's the director and CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services, a ministry that's been affected by firebombing, but God is working with them mightily. We'll be right back.
2: This is the story of a runaway No way home and no way out I threw the best of me away I had my chance, it's too late now Too far gone and too ashamed To think that you'd still know my name But love refused to let my story in
0: Music of Casting Crowns with Love Moved First. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Pastor Jim Harden. He's the director and CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services, uh, specifically of the one in Buffalo, New York that was firebombed a few day a few weeks back. And so, uh, he's been sharing that. If you'll share this too uh, about this, if you would, Pastor Hardin, you did say no one got injured when that incident happened. Correct?
1: That's correct. Thankfully, uh, it was uh, no one was there. It was two thirty in the morning, and mm. uh, no one was injured. And uh, but we we have been receiving threats that uh, uh, you know people would like to injure um, other people, and we we're praying that the, the violence is quelled and that. You know, people come to the cross. The cross of Christ is violence to end all violence, that's right. and that's what we're inviting uh, the the, the pro abortion terrorists back out of the darkness and into the light uh, of the shadow of the cross, where there is uh, the glory of God shining upon us, and He pays for our sins. All sins, all sins are going to have to be paid for, that's right. and we we just we just ask people to join us where 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 Christ is. He paid for our sins, and we don't want people to have to have to go through paying for their own sins for eternity. Mm. And uh, that's what we're inviting people back into an understanding of what it means to be human under God.
0: Well, can, would you lead us now in a word of prayer specifically for the individuals that did this and for many other people who are involved in this violence against uh, pregnancy clinics and churches? Uh, like you said, they don't know what they're doing. They don't realize they do. the the wicked things they're involving them in as as instruments in the, the hands of the devil. but. And of course, obviously, the biggest need is the need for Jesus Christ. Would you pray for those individuals, please?
1: I would be honored. Lord Jesus, we we thank you that you are God. We thank you that you are perfectly just and perfectly merciful at the same moment, and that the cross is that moment where justice meets mercy. We thank you that um, that you uh, came to us and you revealed yourself to us, and we pray, Lord, that you would reveal yourself. To those who are involved with this pro-abortion terror group, Jane's Revenge, and others, these other cell groups in different cities, that you would reveal yourself to them, that you would that your glory would shine upon the wickedness of their heart, and that they would they would bow the knee to you, and not uh, not to the the prince and power of the air, that you would rescue them, Lord. They seek they seek to do evil, uh, because the, those that they, they they follow are evil, and the, the father of lies. And we ask, Lord, that, she, that, that you would, would, would descend upon them with your great grace and mercy and call them out of the darkness and into the light. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory, for you alone are worthy, in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. And, Father, I too thank you, Father, for your sovereignty over the lives of every one of these individuals. Lord, I pray that your Spirit would just engulf these persons. Lord, just point their minds, their hearts, their lives to you, the Lord Jesus Christ. And, Lord, I pray that every single one of them will come to know Christ as Lord and Savior as well. And, Lord, I pray that even though, again, it's a terrible, tragic thing that they have done and are doing, but, Lord, I thank you for the fact that you're a great God that just brings wonderful things out of tragedy. Thank you for how that you'll do this mightily for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Harden, too, um, in view of just... This reality, where we see people, and of course, obviously, this is spiritual darkness, uh, spiritual warfare, and spiritual darkness at work at its height in so many ways. The fact that people are angry because they can no longer that they're they're thinking their ability to murder children will be taken away legally, and what a tragedy to think that human beings would even think that way. Yet that's exactly what we're looking at. Uh, in view of that reality. What challenges would you uh want to lay before believers in the church to to respond to what we see going on in our culture today uh with tragedies like the one that happened to you all
1: well i would I would encourage people um the church in particular to um, prepare their hearts and their minds as you described ephesians six um, you know that, that this this is a battle we're in. And we need to be when we're in battle. Um, battle means suffering. Mm-hmm. There is no one that has been in kind of battle that has not suffered. Mm-hmm. And we have to we have to prepare our hearts and our minds to endure suffering for the truth, suffering for the Lord. Um, he He is uh, our Master, and we are not greater than Him. And He endured the greatest suffering of all. And if our suffering can further uh, the, the the kingdom of God, then so be it. We are His. And uh, he, he sovereignly and, and his goodness has placed us in a position to to make a difference in the most the great the greatest social injustice of our time. Uh, you know, in America, we've seen over sixty five million children in the womb destroyed because of by abortion, mm-hmm. and we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity right now. God is giving us an opportunity for the first time in fifty years to to to, to see that dramatically reduced and eliminated. If Roe versus Wade is overturned, it will not make abortion illegal. It'll just simply move it to the abortion hub states that keep it legal, like New York and California. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think this, this, this kind of violence is escalating because it's similar to what the government might do. If, if, if the government went to the Ford Motor Company and said, hey, uh, you can no longer have dealerships in 30 states tomorrow, well, mm-hmm. that would dramatically alter their business model, and they'd have to do something dramatic. And that's exactly what the abortion industry is up against. The billion-dollar abortion industry is up against changing their, their business model uh, overnight. And I think they're afraid. They're afraid of losing their business. And for the first time, Christians, pro-life people, have the ability to reach and serve all the women in America seriously considering abortion and give her the support and security that she needs in order to have her baby. Mm-hmm. This is a, an exciting time to be alive as Christians. God is giving us an opportunity to to reflect the love of Christ to Mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands more people in crisis. This -hmm. is a great opportunity, and I think the church needs to step in.
0: That's right. That's right. Would you you take a moment to pray for the church to really see the need to rise to the occasion to be the hands and feet of Jesus in addressing this issue with God's heart?
2: Yes,
1: Lord. I pray that you, your Holy Spirit, would reach out to uh, church leaders and elders, uh, to to your people who who are who are seeking your face that you would you're, you would awaken them to the need that you would put it on their heart even if they haven't heard it on the radio or seen it on TV or seen it on social media even if they hadn't have a, had, had a discussion about it at all that you would put it on their heart that that uh, they should step out and 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 step in to uh, protecting all human life uh no matter who they are where they are um to to, to to engage your heart, but that that you would that you would give them that passion, um, and then allow them to to leverage creatively all the gifts and resources that they have to put an end to this great great injustice once and for all, in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And um, Pastor, Arden, in just a moment too, I want to ask if maybe if you can share maybe a a story or two of why it's so obvious that a ministry like Compass Care, Pregnancy Services, is so needed because of the ways you love and help women and as well as families at a difficult time in their lives. But before you share, something I'd want to say to all of our listeners is it's such a need for us as believers to grow in our understanding of or grow in our a biblical understanding of the life issue that's so important because there's, so, there's a lot of ignorance out there and so much deception Around the abortion tragedy because I think of for example you don't don't hear as much as you used to but you'd hear sometimes political leaders and others say that they want abortion to be safe legal and rare but there's so much deception in such a statement because number one how can anything be safe that always a hundred percent of the time when it's carried out results in the murder of a human being how can it and of course as long as it's legal sadly there will be those that will choose that as their choice and, of course, it's not rare because you just mentioned more than 65 million babies have died. That's not rare. That's tragically way, way too common. So lots of deception in our world and in our culture around the, the life issue. But do any stories or testimonials come to mind about lives you've had the chance to touch and help women through difficult times in their lives?
1: Yes, Pastor. There, there are so many hundreds. Um, of of stories And I can, the, one of the more recent ones that stands out in my mind is the day of the firebombing in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, we have so many dedicated um, nurses and volunteers and other staff members uh, in Buffalo and in Rochester. Uh, when we when the facility was firebombed, we had patients, of course, scheduled to come in, mm-hmm. and they we had to reroute them. They still needed to be served. Mm-hmm. That's why the attack on was not an attack on on Compass Care It was an attack on women's ability to receive the care that they so desperately need. Mm-hmm. And so, what what happened was a woman um, started the chemical abortion process. Now, many of you know that chemical abortion is uh, is 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 a, is a basically a pill. Okay? And you you know these women start start the chemical abortion process by taking this pill, which blocks the progesterone that you know tells the body to to, to protect the baby and, and nourish the baby. And then the second pill causes uterine contractions and expels the baby. And that's if if we can catch uh, a patient before she changes her mind, before she takes that second pill, we can we have we can reverse the effects of that chemical abortion and pull life right out of the jaws of death. Mm-hmm. And so this patient came to us. Uh, she had started the, the abortion process. She took that pill the night of the firebomb. Mm-hmm. Think about that. While our facility was being uh, firebombed and attacked, she was in it. She was in moral turmoil. Mm She, she, and she, and God basically put on her heart that this wasn't the right thing to do. And she needed to change uh, her mind and and reverse course and save the life of that life of that baby. And she didn't know where to turn, Mm -hmm. but she found compass care. She found compass care and she scheduled an an appointment, but you know, we've been firebombed. We had no place to serve her. Mm -hmm. So we had to reroute her. It was a hardship for her, but she made it to Rochester, 70 miles away. Mm-hmm. So that we could give her the life saving, our nurses could administer the life saving progesterone therapy to save the life of that baby. We found a healthy baby. We were able to sustain that pregnancy and overcome the effects of that those lethal drugs. Praise and God. now she's uh, moving forward. And she heard the gospel, and 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 she received the gospel. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is what what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that that that's just one small story
2: mm-hmm.
1: of of the dedication of of Christian people. Uh, to reach and serve women uh, who 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 think that abortion is their only way out, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the work of the church, right there. That's, that's right. That's, that's what's
0: some to That's right. That's right. And I think it's I think it's very helpful for believers to understand too that ministries like Compass Care Pregnancy Services and many other pregnancy clinics, they're the hands and feet of Jesus. They're a part of the body of Christ. Simply showing the love and yeah. the compassion and compare and and care that. Jesus calls the church to show to a world that desperately needs to see it. So uh, share once again, if someone wants to get in touch with your ministry, uh, to become a part of your uh, prayer um, prayer force family, or to give financially to support the work, to help in the rebuilding, how can they do that?
2: Yes,
1: Pastor, and if they go to erasingtheneed.com, uh, they should be able to get any of those things you just mentioned, praying and serving and, and giving, erasingtheneed.com.
0: Well, also, uh, Pastor Harden, too, as y- as you uh, yourself now, you uh, have served as the pastor of a local congregation, but right now you do full time what you do as the director. Correct? That's correct. Yes. Well, you know, pastors, of course, are so pivotal in this whole discussion in this whole matter because, again, pastors can influence so many people when they have God's heart uh, for life and the need to boldly stand for life and against abortion, what encouragement would you give to pastors to really be about getting much more uh, just faithfully involved in this battle as well?
1: Well, my, I, 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 would, I think my first encouragement to pastors would be to, to get back down to the first principles of theology. What abortion represents is not a political thing. It's a moral thing. Mm-hmm. abortion represents a fundamental misunderstanding by culture about what it means to be human. And mm-hmm. pastors are the ones who are uniquely suited to teach the world, to proclaim to the world what it means to be human under God. We are made in His image and therefore equally valuable from the womb to the tomb, as you, as you read in Psalm uh, 139. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, a human being exists because God decided that human beings should exist. And, and, and you know, we, 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 we talk about, we look at the Bible and we say, well, what does the Bible have to say about loving your neighbor? Well, that's the royal law. Mm-hmm. And and the opposite of hate is not—I'm sorry, the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love, the Bible describes in James and other places, is partiality, mm-hmm. deciding who who qualifies for our favor and who does not. And when the Supreme Court in 1973 said, well, the word person does not apply to the unborn, it was eerily similar to a lawyer who came to Jesus and said, yeah, but who's my neighbor? When we start parsing out who's my neighbor, and who's not my neighbor, that's when social systemic injustice gets ensconced in culture and government, and that's what we're trying to reverse. And that's what all this all this violence has been all about. We're trying to say, look, as 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 moral leaders, as pastors of churches, we have to stand up and say this. Every single human being is equally valuable because God said so. We are made in, in His image, mm-hmm. and therefore our job is to protect everybody. we got to teach everybody, everybody, not just the people in our pews, but everybody in the community because mm-hmm. that's, that, that's, apart from that, there is no basis for a justice system. It's just a mirage. Mm,
0: that's right. That's right. Our phone guest today is Pastor Jim Harden, the director of Compass Care Pregnancy Services. We'll be right back. of Gateway Worship with Steadfast. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest is Pastor Jim Harden, the Director and CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services, and he's the director of the particular uh, clinic in Buffalo that was firebombed a few days ago. And so we're encouraging all of our listeners to pray much for the ministry of Compass Care Pregnancy Services and for God to bless them to both rebuild but also that the, the reach of their ministry will just be all the greater uh, on the other side of this incident and as they're moving towards rebuilding uh, the work and the outreach of the ministry. Uh, well, Pastor, Pastor Jim, share with our listeners again um, maybe other testimonials or stories that help people to better see why ministries like this is so, are so important in our culture and our uh, society today.
1: Uh, I'd be happy to. There there are so many. I mean, if you want to see a whole lot more stories, uh, not just written, but also video testimonials of patients, you can go to erasingtheneed.com. We've got uh, Mm -hmm. so many agents that are grateful for the services of uh, places like Compass Care. You know, there's one one story that comes to mind, very powerful. uh, I'm going to change the names of people. So, you know, just for confidentiality reasons, but Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to call her Baby. She came to Compass Care after a positive home pregnancy test, which is very common women will take oftentimes they'll take multiple pregnancy tests at home and they just they're in disbelief. You know, uh it comes up positive and she just doesn't doesn't know what to do and she feels stuck and trapped and um well she came to compass care and she told her nurse that she, she can't she couldn't continue the, the pregnancy because she you know she was in college and she's holding down two jobs and uh she's not ready to be a mom. And her but her you know her boyfriend uh and one other friend knew about the pregnancy and um she, she wasn't planning on telling anyone else. So she had an abortion appointment uh, scheduled for Planned Parenthood, but since it was two weeks out, she decided to come to Compass Care. Mm -hmm. And so during, so we do ultrasound scans, we do STD testing and treatment, we do all sorts of uh, things, medical, uh, ethical medical care. Well, during the ultrasound to confirm pregnancy, um, Sadie's nurse told her that she may be pregnant with twins, but Mm. it was too early to hear the, the heartbeats. It was very early in the pregnancy, and so this was stunning. (laughs) <laughs> to, to Sadie, so she left the appointment and she scheduled a follow up with with that same nurse at Compass Care and a prayer net. This is one of the ways that people can be involved. A prayer net was was sent out to our to our prayer net team, asking the church to pray for Sadie. And she went home uh, and, and she thought about her situation. So she returned for her follow up appointment, and there were the two babies with two strong heartbeats clearly evident on the ultrasound screen. And Sadie just burst into tears, saying that uh, you know she felt sad and overwhelmed after the ultrasound, but when she was asked what it was that made her feel sad, she confessed she always believed that babies in the womb should be protected. Mm. And despite her convictions, you know, the weight of her circumstances drove her to compromise, as it is, as it does for, for many women. Mm. And then telling her nurse, uh, you know, she still needed to, to have this abortion appointment, uh, now just a few days away from that, for, at that point. So Sadie's nurse watched her, you know, leave with a heavy heart, um, and another prayer net was sent out. So you can see, you can see there's there's war, there's there's battle going on here for mm-hmm. the lives of unborn babies and their mothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, another parent was sent out on behalf of Sadie, asking for God's sovereign hand to protect both Sadie and and these babies equally. Mm-hmm. Um, and early the next week, Sadie called her nurse and she she told her nurse that she canceled her abortion appointment, which was the day before. Praise God. And she asked, <laughs> she asked if she could come back for another appointment at Compass Care. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, we said yes. <laughs> when Sadie arrived mm-hmm. this time with her boyfriend, her, her nurse brought her back into the exam room and asked her about the decision. and uh, And Sadie replied that she found the courage to tell her dad mm-hmm. about the twins. And when he responded with excitement, she canceled her abortion appointment. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that you know she that's what women, women. If if the culture, if the people just value look, people make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's there's negative side effects to sexual activity outside of marriage, but but. Uh, Pregnancy is not one of them. Pregnancy is is the sovereign act of God, where where God brings a woman to a crossroads, a crossroads of grace, and she can choose to make one more poor decision, a long line of poor decisions that got her there, and have an abortion, or, or she can, she can choose to make the first positive decision, a long line of future positive decisions, to have this baby and submit her life to Christ, and that's what we see time and time again: the love of Christ coming true and changing people's lives, transforming them from the inside out, and life.
0: Um, is the result. You know, Pastor Hardin. you know, something that you so powerfully touched on in that beautiful testimony just then is the fact that when the young lady has the support of a family, it makes all the difference in the world. The fact that her father was supportive and if a a boyfriend or a husband or parents are supportive, it so many times can cause them to definitely choose life. Whereas tragically, when they find a parent that... uh, just insists upon an abortion or a boyfriend or a husband, many times the woman, even against her own will, will go along with what the the other individuals want. So parental family support just means so, so much. But any thoughts that come to mind that you want to share about that?
1: I would say that parental support um, only comes when, when the pastors of churches are teaching about the value of human life no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when you've got, When you've got a a mom or a dad who has a child who's gotten pregnant, um, you know they they first and foremost need to think about the the first principle Mm -hmm. that all human is sacred. There's only two things that are sacred in this world: pastor and it's God and it's people. Mm -hmm. And that's where that needs to be our starting point. Mm -hmm. You know, finances don't need to be our starting point. Careers don't need to be our starting point. Standard of living does not need to be our starting point. Mm -hmm. Uh, What needs to be our starting point is. What is sacred? What is what, what is what is most important? And that is mm. God and people. Mm.
0: And that's, again, such a powerful—and as believers, it's so important, and as the church, that we learn to live a lifestyle where when we look at issues and concerns, we, we begin and end with the Word of God all the time, and that helps us stay safe to stay, and stay looking and pointing and thinking in the right direction with the right perspective. though. So. But uh, other testimonial stories that come to mind? Oh
1: yes, you know we get all kinds of women at Compass Care in all walks of life, and uh, I, there was one one girl, and I, can, I have to again change her name, but I'm going to come gonna call her Stephanie, okay? Um, and she said, "I can't, I can't remember the last time I was clean." That that was that was her her comment to her nurse. Um, drug years and years of drug addiction devastated her her health, particularly and and her family life, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and now now she's pregnant with another child, and she's. Feared the worst. So, although, you know, the father of the baby wanted to to raise the child with her, she was convinced that her body couldn't support a healthy pregnancy, and, and uh, abortion seemed like the way to avoid all that suffering for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ultrasound exam revealed uh, an active, 12-week-old baby, uh, uh, and that's right there on the cusp of the second trimester, and it looked like the baby was healthy. So Stephanie was was moved. At the site, and she said, "Well, this is, it's so hard to see. I, I want him." That's what she said. I want him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Although she, you know, she, she was drawn to her child, she, she attempted to, you know, push down her feelings, you mm-hmm. know, bracing herself for the trauma that that is basically abortion, mm-hmm. and uh, sensing her need for for an anchor, you know, of hope. Uh, Stephanie's nurse shared the gospel with her. and that's mm-hmm. what that that's what she really need. That's what everybody really needs. Mm-hmm. You know, the gospel helps us reorient ourselves properly to God and to our fellow man. And that—that's what the nurse understood. Stephanie needed, um, so she um, assuring her of the, the new beginnings that that Christ can give her. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was that was a, a just a crack in the door, for letting letting the the hope of, uh, and the glory of God flow into her life. And so, you know, with eagerness, she, you know, she heard the good news and she surrendered her life to Christ right there in the exam room, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Stephanie gave her uh, – at that point, she gave her a referral to an OB um, who specializes in high-risk pregnancies and addiction, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this is what we do. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all about helping women, connecting her with what she needs, when she needs it, to, to give her a vision of her future. She she needs to be able to say after this, this appointment, I see now how I can do this. That's mm-hmm. the challenge for every child Pregnancy Center, to give a woman the ability to say, I see now how I can do this. Get free right. her from you – know, so that she can say no to abortion. She doesn't try like she can say no to abortion. So together, the two of them prayed for miraculous health for Stephanie and her baby. And in, in the weeks following uh, her appointment at Compass Care, um, Stephanie began prenatal care and was assured, interestingly mm-hmm. enough, by her baby that carrying her pregnancy to term posed no threats to her health. Mm-hmm. She came She received hope. She received ethical medical care. She received all the. And you know that that's that's only the church can do that, Pastor. You know mm-hmm. that's only. The, only the po- got thats the power God gives us, the power to heal, the power to give hope. He, you know, when Jesus, Jesus, of course, can cast out demons and, and ra- raise the dead and heal the sick, what's, what's even more amazing is that he gives us that same privilege to partner mm-hmm. with him. You that's see right. that happening all the time in pregnancy centers.
0: Mm. Share with our listeners one more time if they want to get in touch with you, support the work of Compass Care Pregnancy Services, or volunteer or help. How can they do that?
1: Yeah, the best way is to go to erasingtheneed.com, which is, again, part of our mission statement. Erasingtheneed.com.
0: Amen. Amen. And our, our time has just about gone past, it, Pastor Hardin. Uh, would you, real very briefly, would you pray specifically? Uh, my wife and I are helping to spearhead a ministry called Pregnancy Care and Hope Center, a mobile medical ministry that will be serving in the Mississippi Delta. Would you pray for us in this work as well?
1: Yes. Lord, I thank you for pastor joseph and his wife and and the ministry that they're involved in um to for a mobile medical clinic in the mississippi delta uh i pray that you would give them favor um in in the mind's eye of the of the potential patients that are seriously considering abortion that are going to find themselves pregnant i would i pray that they would find um this ministry first and that that you would rescue them uh spiritually and that you would rescue their 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 children physically um we pray, Lord, that you would grant them tremendous effectiveness yes, in serving Jesus. these patients—not not just in in, in adver- advertising and reaching these women, but also in their ability to serve them. I pray the gospel would go out, yes, and Lord. many hundreds and thousands of women would be we uh, would would surrender their lives to you, Jesus, and uh, many thousands of children will be saved. And uh, we can look back in glory and say, "What a wonderful thing Jesus did in the Mississippi Delta!" Thank you, Lord.
0: Amen. And as we begin, as we normally end our broadcast today, if you're listening today and you've never made the all-important step of asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, we'd like to invite you to make that step even today. Today is a great day to get saved. If you'd like to make that step and receive Christ, would you simply pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me with an everlasting love. You came into this world a long time ago. You lived You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. In your word, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my life completely for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you pray the prayer very much so, and we'd like to be in touch with you, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. Please get in touch with us again, joseph at afr.net. Well, Pastor Jim Harden has been our guest. Pastor Harden, one more time, if someone wants to get in touch with you or be in touch with Compass Care Pregnancy Services. Tell them once again how they can plug in and maybe be supportive with their prayers and their finances as well.
1: Yeah, they can go to erasingtheneed.com. It's again, erasingtheneed.com. It's been an honor to be with you today, Pastor Joseph.
0: Well, thank you for being with us, and please keep up the great work. And to all of our listeners, pray much for Pastor Jim Harden and the ongoing work of Compass Care Pregnancy Services. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.